must be a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sent me the call. What? Yeah, well, like, I figure I could just, like, go ahead and call. Oh, man. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah, we're ready. My guy. Are we matching? Uh, the gray? Yeah, the gray. Yeah, yeah, the gray. Kind of like a charcoal thing. Yeah, yeah, no, we're killing right now, man. Your hair looks amazing. Thanks, dude. Watch yeah, it man. today. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice. As the cigarette smoke, smoke billows through those luscious locks. <laughs> that's right. That, that's, that's the trick. Yeah, man. How was uh how was your holiday, man? Whatever holiday you uh you you celebrate. Bro, I think you seen. <laughs> well, I I seen. <laughs> it was good. It's for the streets. Yeah, if y'all don't follow Ren, y'all should follow Ren um, on all of his all of his social mediums, which we'll talk about in a second. But definitely the Instagram, because I'd never seen such a before and after. <laughs> like I saw my guy Ren. <laughs> my man was perfect. That first beer, eleven a.m. till like seven or seven thirty, bruh. It was a transformation. Listen, my man was standing upright, dignified, powerful. Give him a give him a Christmas celebration later. My man was disheveled out this bitch. <laughs> like the one in the middle of the day too. Like after I just got on eating, like my hair's all fucked up. Yeah. Like like I was doing like some strenuous activities. But like I was just I was just celebrating little baby Jesus' birthday. Little baby Jesus' birthday. I mentioned last week after we got done recording that like this is the second year in a row we're not getting the Christmas party story. Man. I oh, dude. do there's certain episodes now we've gotten to a certain point to where like, you know, this is episode ninety eight. We got to a certain point to where, like, there are certain episodes where some of our greatest content, I've, like, forgotten, like, which episode it was. However, the Drunk Ren Christmas Story is episode 25. (laughs) 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 It's also in one of the best ofs because it's one of the best things I've ever heard. But if y'all want to hear how Ren gets down, if y'all are late to the party, if y'all have been rocking the whole time, just want to hear it again. Episode twenty five. <laughs> Where you just don't forget something like that, bruh. Couldn't ever, couldn't ever. Mm, mm. Dog, yeah, I'm, man. Yeah, my my holidays was good. We just uh, we just hung out. Really didn't do shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoyed yeah. yourself. Yeah, how about you? What'd you That's do? Um, I played Last of Us Part Two like all day and watched NBA basketball all day. Um, I haven't played that yet. How is it? Man, best thirty bucks I've spent in a couple weeks. All right. Uh, I got it for the uh, PlayStation doing a doing a little little deal ski until uh, I think like mid. Well, some games are like till late January, some till mid January. Um. I almost caught like three games. I was like, you know what? Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll get paid again. <laughs> Let me relax. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's dope, man. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little thriller. 
it's a little thriller, a little ominous music. You know what I'm saying? Real tactical. You gotta, you know, sneak around a little bit. Um, and if you're not sneaking around, it's still, it's still wild. It's wild. It's wild, man. You ever? Yeah. I told you that's what you make the show for, right? You did mention that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you mentioned it on the air or not, but yeah, you did mention it to me. Yeah, they're supposed to be making like a live action show, and I'm, I'm pretty sure HBO is picking it up. Nice. So it's it's balls the wall. That's wild. a great place for it too. Yeah. That's a great place for it. I didn't play the first one, but through the second one, I'm a little bit of uh I'm a little I'm getting a little familiar with, with how kinda yeah. how it was. Um great story though. Great story. So I'm not mad, man. I uh I've gotten a couple texts. I got a new one today, but I got one a couple days ago. We've been spreading the American Vandal uh wave <laughs> pretty well. <laughs> People liking it, dog. Yeah, yeah, man. People, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm glad to spread that wave. I'd love if there was a third one. I would love it. There ought to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I can't. Like, I actually, I finished it. You did. I was like, right. (laughs) Crazy, bro. Hey, (laughs) listen, man. The the type of shit. Like the type of vengeance you gotta have in your heart, yeah, man, yeah. No spoilers, but uh, no, yeah, man. They, they, they made they 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 made it a worthy watch. They made it a worthy yeah. watch. Big I've time. been uh, I've been watching some more of comedians driving in, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, he did one with Dave Chappelle. How was that? <sighs> you know. <laughs> you know, you smoking weed too? Nah, that was in a coffee shop. He, he was in the vape. He's in the vape. <laughs> you probably can't smoke weed. Well, I don't know if you can smoke weed like, like for real. I know you know there's movies. But then again, I don't know yeah. if Jerry Seinfeld would want to be smoking weed on his Netflix show. I mean, hell, yeah. Have you ever? There was one part that stuck out to me with the Dave thing. You ever hear uh, like any of your homeboys or homegirls? You ever hear them say that like their partner is um, emotionally unavailable? No, you never heard that. Okay, I've, <laughs> I've I've heard that before. But Dave was like, "Yo, the difference between white people in relationships and black people's relationships is that like I'll talk to Neil, Neil Brennan, which was dope. He's like, I'll talk to Neil, and his girlfriend would leave him, and I'd be like, Well, why would she break up with you?'" And she and he'd be like, "She said I was emotionally unavailable." <laughs> he says that is never something a black person will say to another black person. <laughs> nah, he said. So, and the reason why, you know, the reason why, there's a well, why. And Dave goes because slavery eradicated that as a possible idea. <laughs> the slaves didn't come home from the field last night and sit down and say, "Why won't you talk to me? What are you going through?" <laughs> Going through, God damn it! And I sat there and realized, fuck, man, that's the whitest thing about me, because I try to be like in touch <laughs> with myself and shit. <laughs> fuck, Just man. Win, you know, fuck, man. I'm trying to be in touch. That's what I get. That's what I get. There's a white woman joking there somewhere, but we'll save it because we've got a boatload of questions for those who are not aware. This is the Q&A episode number two. But before we actually get into that, I want to make this announcement. 
because we've got, as you know how we, we do our shows, you know we've got the Royal Rumble show at the end of this month, which is a bit of a break between the beginning of the year and the end of the month. Um, coming in a couple weeks, we've got The Best Of, Volume 5. Volume 5 of The Best of the Hard Camera. <clears throat> We're going to take some of our great conversations, throw those on wax one more time for those who have uh, who've been there for the long run um, and just want to hear them again. Some who may have never heard it. The best of the hard camera. Number five coming later this month. But as I mentioned, this is the all Q&A episode. Number two of the hard camera. So I want to thank you all for pressing play on episode 98. Of the hard camera, T H C X C V I I I, and I am your guy, your guy, Juve J U V, the son of your visual. I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, <clears throat> Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Juve and Big Ren, the legendary. Uh, Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on the social medias, dog. Got it, man. <clears throat> you guys can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at a motherfucker. A underscore M A A F H U C K A. And y'all can also find me on Snapchat at Moffed Up 316 M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check it out, y'all. No doubt. Hit me on Twitter and the Instant Grams at Juvie Desai. You know, that's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out me and Big Ren on the show page on both Twitter and the Instagrams at The Hard Camera. Who would have thunk it? But above all else, you listen to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify. Some are listening on Anchor. Some are listening on Google Podcasts. Some are listening on Breaker. Some might be listening on Radio Public. Wherever you're listening, you listen to some heartwarming content, some heart building content, some content that. Gives you the best of, literally every time we do it, content that uh, hopefully will help us pay our bills. So, man, as I mentioned, it's the all Q&A episode, the second one. It's been a while since we did the first one. It's the second one. We, uh, we've actually been talking about doing this for two months. It's, we were, it feels like it's been longer than that. It hasn't 2020 as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> Um, feels like, yeah, it, it definitely has felt like it. Um, yeah, man, so we mentioned this two months ago, and then, you know, pay-per-view schedules changed, and we were like, you know what, this deserves its own, its own platform, its own week. We don't want to double up, bundle up, and, and, you know, miss anything, or, or make people choose. I mean, I know you only get but so much time to do but so many things. So we, uh, we put out the feelers, man, via Twitter, via Instagram, via via text message, via Facebook. Ask us anything about anything. And boy, did y'all come through. Y'all came through. Y'all gave us a, a myriad of questions. A myriad. People don't say that word enough. A myriad. Never heard what? that shit. The hard camera. Where else can you get this kind of content? You know what I'm saying? We got questions about wrestling. We got questions not about wrestling. Let's start from the top, man. We'll go something real easy. Real, real easy. Start light. 
and I want to mention too, some of these, now we've got so many questions, I've, I've lost who sent in some of these. Some of these I do have. Some of these I don't have. Who sent them in? If I don't say your name, my apologies. It's still love. Let's start light. Big Ren, Juve. Boxers or briefs? See, I've, I've only ever had boxers. So even, I, even as a kindergartner? Yeah. My guy. My guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to run with it, yes. <laughs> and, like, and, like, I'm not just going to buy these things to see, like, how they fit in. And, they like, and these are one thing, too, that, like, you can't buy. Hey, homie, we try to pair your fucking briefs. <laughs> That ain't gonna work. That's funny. That's funny. I gotta ask this because I mentioned kindergarten. Now, back in the day, now you remember in like in kindergarten, your teacher would take you to the bathroom, so all y'all go at once. Now, I gotta ask just because that's is where my head is going. Um, did you? You already know. I see. <laughs> did you, as a five year old? Did you pull your joint all the way down to your ankles to use a urinal? Or were you like an adult at five and you figured it out? I was definitely a fucking adult at five. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like I swear to God too, like I remember specifically like and this was like way past kindergarten. This was like mm. even like second, third, fourth grade. Like yeah. there would be a motherfucking kid that would still do that shit. Uh, it's like, dude, like, what, yeah. what's going on in your household, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in your household? Now, I figured it out by first grade. Maybe toward the end of kindergarten. Um, maybe that summer. I don't know. But uh, no, I was in that. Yeah, no, I was in that motherfucker. Just whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we were all in like the stall next to each other talking about Power Rangers. Like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I had I had the Mastodon out, <laughs> just just rocking, just just rocking all Black Ranger. Uh, to answer the question, and you know what's funny too, because you mentioned that like, nah, you're not about to just wear my Jones. <laughs> well, this is how I became a boxer briefs guy. Neither boxers nor briefs. I'm a boxer briefs guy. Um, college. I was rocking boxers, 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 boxers. Um, but I think what happened was I uh, had, like, forgotten to throw some throw some in, like, a bag or something for, like, a day. And so I drove to where I was driving to, and I, the day before, me and a couple homies had went to Walmart. And luckily, my homie, who was already a boxer briefs guy, I don't know if like his package of boxer briefs like ripped open or something or what, or maybe he was just like here. So I looked in my back seat, and there was just one fresh, brand new one boxer brief, all black, like, with, with the tape still on it. With the shit. tape still on it. Okay. And I was like, huh, how convenient. <laughs> let's, let's see what it does. How lucky, bro. All the support I ever needed. See, like, like I don't like, like, tight shirts and shit like that. Yeah. You know, so, like, I don't know. I don't know how it feel. Like, I don't know. Yo, that is, like, the fitted shirt for your joint, ain't it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Supported supported my 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 Black Ranger just right, man. Um, it was weird. It was weird at first. It was weird at first because like, man, it's really it's really you know, you know, tucked. But yeah, I never looked back, man. Boxer briefs ever since. Oh. I might have to see what it does one of these days. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I might. It might be best that I didn't get the. I didn't write down the name of who asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> the only female listenerships that we have is like, like women who don't want to date me anymore, <laughs> and they left. So they was like, I'm not listening to this shit no more. Um, <laughs> So yeah, um, fuck him and his little podcast. <laughs> yup, yeah, yeah. and it's always little. It don't matter. It's always little. We listen. We are worldwide. Okay, we are the number one podcast in all of Australia. In the in the story I'm telling, shout to Australia. It don't matter. It's a little podcast. <laughs> his little friend. <laughs> Uh pushing forward, man. Colin asks, "What was your first metal concert?" Uh fuck. Uh, honestly, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, cause hmm. I actually only got into heavy metal probably like six years ago. Okay. Uh, like really, really got into it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's always hard for me to get off for shows, like, cause where I live and my work schedule kind of sucks. And most of the time, they like closest I'm. Yeah, Closest place I'm to is like Champ in mean, uh, St. Louis and uh, Louisville. Okay. They normally have their shows on the fucking on the weekdays, but uh, Slayer was on their fucking first mm. leg of the farewell tour. Go Thursday metal. It was a Sunday show. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Got lucky on that. Uh, drove down to Nashville. Uh, Slayer, Napalm Death, mm. uh, Anthrax, <laughs> Napalm Death. How fucking visual is that? And Testament. It was tight. Yeah. <laughs> it was they tight. They actually had like, uh, uh, they had like the, the church people out front of the venue, like with picket signs saying everyone's going to hell and mm. blasphemy. And <laughs> I mean, napalm death. <laughs> Testament. Lamb of God. Anthrax. Lamb of God. <laughs> Holy shit! Like it was Damn. actually like, the first show. Like, like I basically went to it by myself. Like I had I had a friend going with me. And he he wanted to wait at the hotel. And I was like, no, fuck that. Like trying to get me some shirts. <laughs> so I just, went there. I just went there by myself. And luckily, I went when I did. Yeah. Because I only had like one design left out of the twenty. What's your favorite metal show you've been to? Um, so far it was Metallica. Okay. I was wondering, I mean, and now that, like, I'm about to say it out loud, Metallica, metal is in the name, but I guess I didn't know if I classified them as Metallica. Was that the show that you, the, the story you told on the air about the guy, uh, the guy who was laid out in the street? He was yep. like, no, don't don't call my wife. Yep. <laughs> that was him. What was that fucking guy's name? I can't, I can't, I remember, like, I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, he used the steel toe boots and came up on $20, I think. <laughs> No, we didn't do all that. <laughs> not from not from him, but I think like at the show. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting parts of the story. Oh no, no. Sense. What that was is uh, at the end of the night they were throwing all the picks out and like turn the lights on. And I step on like four of them. 
Okay. This kid's like trying to like move my foot, and then he just looks up at me like a big old sigh comes on his face. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna take this home to my brother? <laughs> Holy nope. shit! <laughs> yeah, we, we, were, we were right up in there for that one, like yeah. Like I think I was like three people back from the stage, so it was. Are so. they all like as like violent? I couldn't think of another word for violent, but are they all as like violent as they look? I know it's like. Like team violence, like a participated, like I know what I'm getting into, like we're supposed to do this kind of thing. But like, is it as thrashy no, and rough? Okay. Well, like, I mean, there was a pit. There was a pit when I was there. Uh, people were getting pissed. Yeah. But I mean, we're on the fucking floor. Yeah. So I mean, that's the ticket you bought, homie. That's the ticket. There's a fight right next to me. Yeah. Um. There was a pretty good sized pit of the Slayer show. Yeah. The dude passed out. Wait, right next. <laughs> passed out from what? Dude, he just passed just out. Passed like, out. Just called it a day. Like he was like breathing heavy, and like I had an extra bottle of water on me, so I gave it to him. And as soon as he hit that <laughs> shit, he fucking like passed out. Because I'll be like, that's what you do. Like I'm like, that's what shows like that. Like, like everybody's like a brother up in that bitch. Like you'll just drink from whoever, whoever like, it smoke is, whatever. COVID. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Yo, I gotta, I gotta ask this because you said there was a fight next to you. So, like, where is the line between this is what we're doing and let's fight now? <laughs> like, how do you differentiate? Straight, like squaring up, squaring up. That's the only difference. Because you told me about how, like people will like just get socked in the mouth, like yeah, mm-hmm. part of the show. Yeah. I mean, like, I've been, I've been kicked in the head, like, elbowed and, like, in the face and shit like that, you know, like, and, like, that stuff, like, it just happens, like, it's not intentional, you know what I mean? It's just people fucking, I guess, having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you can tell an intentional <laughs> yeah. punch to the mouth. Yeah, that's, that's, that's called crowd killing. <laughs> okay, yo, okay, didn't know that there was a, yeah, that'll kill it, though, that'll kill it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll kill Just it real quick. Go in there and start punching fucking people. Like I've never actually seen anybody do it, because I'd probably go up in there and fucking punch them. But God, and dude, it was fucking hilarious too at the Metallica show. The guy that got in the fight, he was being such an asshole in the beginning. He was like, "If anybody breaks my fucking sunglasses or knocks my drink out of my hand, I'm gonna start fighting him." Well, I don't know why you're fucking wearing sunglasses inside, Bruh. and that drink is fucking hitting the goddamn ceiling. If I get close real to it, real quick, real quick. I know I told you the story on on the air. But what you just t- said reminded me of the story I mentioned. I because I just told it on Facebook because I posted a picture of me hitting the heavy bag. Mm-hmm. How dude was like, if this fucking drink gets tossed, I'm whooping everybody's ass. And I gotta tell it now. The one time I was like 18, 19, we went to some party at some venue, and the line was thick, super thick, wasn't moving at all. And this dude, man, older dude, probably. Early 20s, 6'3", 6'4". For those who don't know me, I'm 5'11", 0.9", you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he goes, he goes, man, I'll whoop everybody ass in this line. <laughs> and I looked at him like, oh, everybody? Because I'm like, shit, he said everybody. I'm about to make mad friends stomping this nigga out. He said everybody. Everybody should be offended. Everybody was not offended. Everybody was not offended. I was the only one offended. So I kind of looked at him, and he looked at me. 
And I didn't like I didn't look away. <laughs> but I kind of I kind of looked around them. I kind of I kind of looked through them. So yeah. Yeah. You got beat up that day, didn't you? I did not. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I've never been beaten up. I don't know what that's yeah. like. Like my first fight, I was nine years old. It was a tie. It was, <laughs> it was the two black kids in the classroom, the only two black kids in the classroom fighting in front of all these white people. Oh my god! Oh, it was a tie. Uh, I told a story about my last fight. Dude got punted in the face afterward. It was not my foot, but uh, I won that one. Uh, otherwise, I'd be chilling, man. I'd be chilling. But uh, that's why I hit the heavy bag. I don't want to have to make them kind of decisions ever again. If I have to, I want to give myself more options. Fight or flight. I ain't having a fight that night. Uh, Pushing forward. (laughs) I feel like this is a question for me, considering the last question we just asked. Um, Is there any metal music that you both enjoy? No. (laughs) No, there's not. Um... No, I I would go. That just reminded me of fucking Joe with John Mayer. I would play play the fight riff. Play the fight riff. <laughs> play play it. <laughs> uh, no, there's not. I remember I would uh I would ride home from school with uh with Blake, and he would blast some shit. And he would put me on. Some of the drum shit was tight. I I think I just don't like all the like. The deep, yeah, that's a that's a different kind of aggression. That's a different kind of aggression. <laughs> like, cause I don't even mess with like like horrorcore rap music, which is like the closest the closest comparison I can make. So yeah, what, you don't fuck with like Twisted and those dudes. <laughs> there was a group like I don't the, either. Yeah, I don't either. Just letting everybody know. <laughs> there was a group in like the mid nineties, I don't know what it was called, but one of the lead rappers was is like Russell Simmons nephew. Yeah. And like Red Rum. It, his his song might have been called Red Rum. I don't know. That's when I found out Red what Red Rum was supposed to mean or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is some bullshit right here. <laughs> Golly. Like imagine being Russell Simmons and you're Russell Simmons and that's your nephew. Like that's what your nephew does. See, Project Pat had a song in the early '90s called "Red Rum" too. Yeah, was he praising Satan? I mean, they they well, always talked about. Well, back yeah, in the day, I was about to say, yeah, they did. And it's so fucking funny because I mean, him and Juicy, they're brothers. Their dad's a fucking pastor. <laughs> that actually makes way more sense. <laughs> I actually didn't know they were brothers. I just thought they was tight. So they're actually blood brothers, same daddy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, pushing forward, man. Brendan O. Negative asks, will both of you go to Full Terror Assault Fest? I'm going to be there fucking front row hammer drunk. You already know that, Brandon. I got to say, you no. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I would go is if like you were doing something and I'd be there to support you. But, like, if I were to really go to that, I, I feel like I was, like, the little brother who, like, you had to take with you or you couldn't go. Like, I feel like I would only hold you back. 
<laughs> have you ever been camping? Yeah, once. What? Yeah, once. You sleep in the car? Nah, I was 12. Okay. <laughs> I was 12. Um, yes, they were white, yes. Um, you said it, not me. But yeah, but like, I know the listeners wondered. I know they did. Yeah, we went camping once. It was actually a decent time, though. It was actually not that bad. Uh, they brought this big ass tent. Um, I think we brought food, and like we went and fished or anything. We might have fished. Uh, it was decent. It was decent. Uh, but yeah, no, I like walls and windows as far as camping goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, because I'd be. I mean, yeah, if I were to go something like that again, it'd be if 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 you were doing something on stage, I'd be in and out, and I kick it with you for a while. But otherwise, three days of being outside. And yeah, and all that, yeah, no. And I'm not about to just be drinking and smoking after everybody. Nope, nope. I love showers and porta potties. Nope, love showers, love showers. So, um, so Brendan, I appreciate you wanting to expand my horizons. No. We'll find some common ground elsewhere, but thank you. Thank you for the question. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, Steve asks, what are your top five favorite bands? Dial on. Dial on. <laughs> My guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He threw that in the air. You finished that, motherfucker, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, top five favorites. Uh, Sodom. <laughs> Wait, from, uh, I'm not gonna interrupt. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Germany. What yeah. are you gonna say? You know, well, because I know, because I know what sodomy means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I won't interrupt. My apologies. We got, uh, we got, we got Sodom uh, from Germany. My boys from uh, Northern Indiana, Wraith. No doubt. Uh, I've talked to one of them quite a bit. He actually told me to come to Canada to do some fucking grilling. But a band from Canada called Riot City. Nice. Uh, what's that? Three. Yes, sir. Uh, these greasy bastards from Cleveland called. Uh, well, actually, they're, they'll be a good mention. But uh, Motorhead. Okay. From old England back in the day. Lemmy's uh, uh, Lemmy's birthday was recently, right? Yes, on yeah. the twenty fourth. No doubt. Been seventy five. Fuck! For how much that dude partied? He lived quite a long time, though. Died Bruh. like. A week. 69th birthday so listen i feel like yeah i feel like a lot of our favorite artists uh yeah who came up around that time hey and then number five i'll close out metallica okay yeah 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 um favorite bands i don't know how to answer this man the roots no just say the roots i don't think i spoke bands i know i know what he meant i know what he meant um the pheromones um, time bomb youth. Uh, love those guys. Um, that's such an in, that's such an insider. Like four people got it. Um, uh, so I'll give you just my favorite people I like to listen to. Uh, my favorite rapper is Sky Zoo. Comes out of Brooklyn. For those not aware, um, he actually I just saw this today. He uh, I guess Good Morning America did like a top fifty albums of the year of any genre. 
and his album Milestones made the top 50, nice. um, which is really dope to me because, like, like for rap takes, I'm not going to Good Morning America, yeah. right? But Sky Zoo isn't, like, you're not going to see him on... Okay, here on the radio. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's not like one of the, yeah, he's not a like a quote unquote popular rapper. So I gotta give credence that Good Morning American even knows who he is and that they gave him top fifty of any genre, of all genres. So that's that's a good look. Sky Zoo. Um Charles Hamilton's oh eight oh nine run was definitive for me. Um Coming into myself at at twenty, going into twenty one. I guess oh eight to two thousand ten run, um, definitive for me. Like I, it. He was he was a rapper. And he still makes music, but you know between you know drug issues, label issues, um, <laughs> rap listeners and their their uh, fickle ears. Excuse me. Um, and you know what? He had a he had a scandal. It wasn't even a scandal. There was a video that dropped. He uh he was freestyling with his girl at the time, and he said something slick, and she punched him in the mouth. Ooh. And uh, it, he didn't like like she didn't knock him out or anything, but she punched him in the mouth. And so like hyper masculinity, they shit all over him. Uh, it was also around the time when the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna thing happened. So. Being a fan, like I didn't, t- I didn't, I really didn't like the backlash that he took because she punched him in the mouth. He didn't punch her back, which is like, how else do you handle that? You know what I'm saying? So he got dragged through the mud for that. I think you froze up. I just see. There we go. There we go. You had me on hold for a second. You hear me? No, I didn't put you on hold. That was all you. Was it? Okay. Well, hey, we all set. We all set. One more time. I had a missed call from work. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Maybe that's what it was. When the phone rang, it put me on hold. Um, but yeah, so I didn't like the way he got that backlash for handling himself like uh, with a as a man of composure, considering what was in the news. Uh, Charles Hampton should have been way bigger than he was because he took like the sampling style that Kanye West made more popular. And then added like true musicianship on top of it. He was he was singing on songs before it was like the thing to do. Um and he had bars for like every type of listener. So if you wanted like clever bars, he had those. If you wanted just straight bars, bars, just rapper bars, he had emo bars. He had bars for everybody. He was a well rounded guy. And now he's just kind of relegated to, you know, being the guy who sang Brooklyn Girls and got punched in the mouth. Um, yeah, so Sky Zoo, Charles Hamilton's 08 to 2010 run. Um, Little Brother, Forever and Always. That that really uh, warmed my whole soul to see them get back together. It was great enough just to see that they became friends again. Uh, but them dropping an album last year, that was great. Um, what's that, three? I guess this will be the same. I'm really I'm a big fan of Jero. Um Jero, formerly of the group Fly Union, so I'll, I'll put that as one Fly Union slash Jero. They were like they clearly were influenced by Little Brother. 
Little Brother was early 2000s, um, you know, to basically the first, what, 03 to 09 was their main run. Fly Union, I first heard of Fly Union in 2011. Um, they dropped two albums, a few tapes, and then Jerome went solo. Um, so what's that, four? What's that, Sky Zoo, Little Brother, Charles Hamilton, Jerome slash Fly Union. Um, who's number five? We'll go with me, just because I don't want to hold up the show too long. <laughs> Love that Juve guy. Uh, quick cop-out answer. No, no, nah, Jay-Z. Yeah, how'd I forget? Jay-Z, number five. Jay-Z. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I love Jay. Love Jay. Um, yeah, that's a good five. I'm rocking with that five. Um, dope, dope, dope. So this next question. It's a fun one. DJ Reed City asks, I saw something that, that, uh, that asked all the white women who only dated black men throughout their lives how they ended up married to a white man. Was that your page? If not, I'm asking. <laughs> Big Grand Show time to shine, baby. What you got? Like, I didn't understand the question. <laughs> well, there, yeah, you you see this. There, 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 there. You know, white women who historically maybe only dated black men, but then they settle down and marry a white man. He's basically asking, you know, how does that happen? What do we think of it? How does it happen? And uh, I'm going to pass the baton to you and let you shine, player. This question should have been on, do you know black people? (laughs) (laughs) I know black people. (laughs) Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, I've got no idea, honestly. (laughs) Mm. So I was trying to put you on the spot. I just want to see what you would do. Um, so first off, no, that wasn't my page that asked that question. Um, because I kind of already know the answer, um, through observation and through conversation, the answer is uh, a tale as old as time. Racism. It's racism. Yeah, it's racism. Um, no. Well, actually, no, not no. Yes. Well, let's dig in a little more. This is this is fun. Let's dig in a little more. So I actually have a phrase for this. Uh, it is called the Miley Cyrus effect. Or even more simply put, white girls in college. It's white girls in college. Um, and let's dig in a little more. So when you go to college... Especially if, like, <laughs> especially if you're in like a suburb where there's like just not a lot of diversity around, um, it's a time where you find yourself and you find yourself curious. You're very, very curious. Um, you're from your, you're from your, uh, your small town or your small suburb, and all you know of black people is like BET, um, Fifty Cent videos, um. You can unmute yourself. I gotta let them know that you're laughing. I'm not just here by myself. <laughs> I <didn't mute> myself. <laughs> um, you said what? I ain't, I ain't never muting myself. My bad. Ooh, ooh, zesty. Um, but yeah, so like all that you know of black people is like BET, uh, Fifty Cent, and like the NBA. 
And so, like, you're curious. You want to find out what that's about. You want to dig onto that side. Um, or, and these kind of go, you know, one in the same. Or you've been told to stay away. Stay away, stay away. And so the more, <laughs> listen, so the more, the more you tell somebody not to do something, they're going to do it. Um, I'm sh- I've I'm sure I've pissed off so many white fathers, cause that's the shit that makes me laugh. That shit amuses me. I found old girl by the way. I showed you this, but for the listeners who listened last week, we bleeped her name out. Uh, but her name was technically the title of the show last week. Name withheld. I found uh Ren's uh crush from from middle school. Um. I'm gonna leave her name out. I see the picture, but I put myself in like in in like a middle school child's mindset. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right. Like I'm sure she wore baby fat jackets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tighter, tighter hair back into tight, tight ponytails. You know what I'm saying? Big hoops, big hoop earrings. You know what I'm saying? I see it. I see the vision. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I seen it. I seen. It. I've been there. So you get told. Not to do something, you want to go do it. So you're going to indulge in that. Um, on top of that, listen, the black body is the most over-sexualized, sexualized entity. I'm not going to call it property, but sexualized entity. The the legendary myth of the big black cock. Um, black women's hips and how they move. Um, cultural dances that have been co-opted and turned into something else. Um that is a part of this life. So people, yeah, people, people just view, people view the black body as something to, you know, objectify, exploit and, and over-sexualize. Um, and I call it the Miley Cyrus effect. Cause also, I mean, look at, look at like Amanda Bynes back in the day. Like you knew, like I listen, I had a, I had a good shot with Amanda Bynes. I had a shot. I know I had a shot. And then she married like some corny white dude. Like I looked it up today once I got this question because this question came in today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but like looking at Miley Cyrus and a lot of white pop stars, they use black music and black culture. And we've talked about this on the show before. They use black music and black culture as a way to like be taken seriously. To be taken like, hey, I'm an adult now. I make zesty music. Ed Sheeran, his last album was collaborations with Young Thug. And that shit went double brick. So like, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber, Britney Spears, Jessica Simpson to an extent. Um, uh, Taylor Swift had a collab with, with Kendrick Lamar. That had a little, little knock to it. But Miley Cyrus came out like a wrecking ball and shit and all that. And then after that album run is done, it's like, oh, man, that was just a phase in my life. That's not really who I am. That was just a phase. I can't believe I can't believe I was doing songs with Mike Will made it. You know what I'm saying? Um, black culture is a commodity. Black cool is a commodity. Black dick is a commodity. And so when they graduate college and they're back into the real world, they get to blame college as like a phase and experiment. They got to. What he say? You know what he said. <laughs> Everybody want to be a nigga. Don't nobody want to be a nigga. There it is. 
Right. And they, and they don't want to be niggas. They just want to be with niggas. You know what I'm saying? They want to they want to know what that experience is like. But the thing is, they get back into the quote unquote real world. They get back around their families. They get back around their towns, and they can't they can't handle what comes with it. So off the top of my head, the white women I know that are married to black men, they've been with that black man since like high school. And and of course this this isn't the end all be all, but I mean my last my last uh extended relationship, she was a cheerleader. And she had cakes. So I'm I'm sure she got some kind of acquainted with the basketball team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh but also I mean I'm I'm fucking tight. So I mean, you know, whatever. But uh she she would tell me that like she would catch not hell, she wouldn't catch hell, but like she get a little bit of joking from some of her homegirls. You know what I'm saying? So they're talking about us. Oh yeah, they're talking about us. Um, but yeah, that's how they end up with white men. They get back into quote unquote society. Everything else was just a phase, and then they get to blame it on them being young and being dumb. They get to blame. They get to blame it on their ideas about black men are really just everybody being young and dumb and just not knowing themselves well enough. And so when they get to be adults. They think that's just how black men are. And then they get back to real life and society where they're all adults now, but their entire thinking didn't 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 come to fruition. I got a girl who lived I don't have a girl, let me rephrase that. I got an ex girl who lives in the city I live in now. I remember when we was kicking it ten years ago, and you remember the you because I would come home, sweater vest and tie phase. You know what I'm saying? I wore a sweater vest and tie to the bar one night, and her parents were there. It it was like parents weekend or something. And I remember she kind of like we were at the pool table. It she wasn't exactly like putting me on display, (laughs) but it was kind of like look, like he dresses well. He, you know what I'm saying? Well. Two, three months ago, I saw her mom on Facebook having a hell of a fucking Facebook argument defending Donald Trump. Oh, you surprised? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And I ain't, shit, I ain't seen her. And not that I keep tabs on her, but I ain't seen a black dude in her pictures (laughs) since 2011. You know what I'm saying? So it was was a phase. It was a phase. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, black guys are just. I don't know. They're just. uh, They're all about. I don't know. They're just. They're all about my flat cakes. We're gonna gonna catch some hell for that one, (laughs) bro. We 98 episodes deep. It's your first time. Uh (laughs) It's your first time. Uh -uh. Shit. Uh -uh. Great, great question. I hope that answers it. Uh, long story short, racism is why. It's um, long story short, racism is like the answer to everything. But anyway, 
<laughs> Why is weed illegal, racism? racism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's the history of clowns, racism? What's the history of the dunking booth at the carnival, r- racism? <laughs> Go look it up. We got the same Google. Um, shit. Uh, moving forward, man. That was uh, that was great. If we had ad breaks, we would need an ad break right here. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Let me take a little sip. Oh. Uh. Ah, and we are back. Smash Williams asks if you could have one TV commentator as a quarantine bay, who would you choose, and why is it Malika Andrews? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Charlie Caruso. <sighs> Listen, that's a damn, that's a damn, damn good pick. Um, tell tell them who, tell them who, uh, tell them who Charlie Caruso is. Now, listen, Malika Andrews, big thumbs, big thumbs up. By the way, gorgeous woman, love these curls. I'm gonna keep it respectful. Go ahead, Doran. She's like the uh, backstage, like, I don't, even, I don't even know what you'd call it, like, reporter, I guess, or like... Uh, interviewer. Uh, interviewer, yeah. Yeah. For WWE. Yeah. She also, uh, she doubles up, she she hosts First Take on occasion when uh, when Molly Quarum isn't doing the, uh, isn't doing her thing. Um, and pre-shows, pay-per-views. Yes, and, and, and pay-per-view pre-shows, absolutely. And also, uh, Raw Talk. Yeah. Raw Talk. Um... I'm gonna leave Molly Quirum out of it as she is a married woman. Um What's her name? Is it Jay Taylor? Joyce Taylor? Joy Taylor on Fox Sports. Gorgeous woman. Um Demetria Obalor, I don't know if she counts as a commentator. She does the weather. I don't even know where she does the weather, but like look at her Instagram. <laughs> Bruh, listen, listen. <laughs> You need an umbrella. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to keep it in the WWE realm, too, because this is actually who first came to mind. Uh, Kayla Braxton. That's what I figured. Yeah. Big crush on Kayla Braxton. She's like a... She's kind of corny, but like I don't think I want a girl who's cooler than me anyway. So I can rock with that. Yeah, no, I don't need you wittier than me. That shit. That, that, I don't need them insecurities. You too slick? Nah. Um, I'm gonna go with Kayla Braxton, man. Um, she's got hug ability and other ability, uh, to keep it respectful. Uh, great question. Fun question. Some light. Uh, pushing forward, man. Give me your top three Disney soundtracks of all time. <laughs> Actually, I had to look up today. <laughs> He's like, yo, Bloodsport wasn't a Disney movie. Yeah, and dude, that soundtrack is on point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm. I swear to God, I swear to God, next time we go to the gym, put on that Bloodsport soundtrack, and you'll be you'll be yeah. like, "Fuck!" I'm putting up personal you're records. heavy bag. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's. Funny I think it's too. Sam. I, th- I think the main song. I think the main song on that shit is uh, from a dude named Sam, Sam Hunt. The song's called "Fight to Survive," and it's. <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah, Fight yeah. To survive. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> word, word, word. Okay. But uh, but yeah, back to the Disney shit. Uh, Tron. 
because you know I love that fucking <laughs> 80s synthwave shit. Where, okay. Uh, what is Tron? Uh, I don't, do I know that movie? It's where the, it's where the dudes get sucked inside the video game back in the 80s. Huh. And, like, you could die. <laughs> okay. Okay. That reminds me of this movie, and sorry to cut you off, this reminds me of this movie, uh, Stay Tuned, starring John Ritter. It was, like, 89. Like, him and his wife get sucked into a TV, or he gets sucked into a television. So there's, like, one part where he's, like, in a cartoon getting chased by a mouse, uh, getting chased by a cat. Uh, he's in a wrestling match getting his ass flopped up. He's in, uh, he's like a detective in a movie. Some dude, he's like, it's like a busted satellite dish that fucks up his whole, that is the eighties. It was, it was eighties. Go ahead. Yeah, we got, we got Tron and we got Toy Story. Okay. You got a friend in me. And then the Lion King. Okay. Okay. Can you feel the love tonight? That's actually a junior's favorite movie. Really? Mm-hmm. I got I, it on Blu-ray form. I saw yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme a couple of days ago. It said, yo, y'all realize Simba was a suburb kid who moved to the hood for character, right? Fucking he, A. He showed a fuck dick. <laughs> it's like fucking trading places on goddamn fucking... Uh, Spell show. Yep, yep. <laughs> Trading spouses. Get your ass in the car. <laughs> he was hanging out with two fucking bum ass thugs, Timon and Pumbaa. Damn. And he it's saved a street story. He saved him from the street life, brought him into the suburbs, and they gave everybody a little bit of It's a fucking reverse fresh prince. It is. Fuck. Damn, man. Fuck me up. Um, huh. Let's see, man. <sighs> Let's give. And I'll be honest. I don't. I'm, I'm just. I ain't widely watched a Disney flick in a while. Plus, I mean, we're born where we're born. So, like, Frozen isn't going to be on my list. Um, that Moana joint slaps. It's not going to be on my list like that. Um, Let's give honorable mention to. You mentioned Lion King. Let's give honorable mention to a little mermaid under the sea it's kind of a slap let's get let's put in third place let's go and these are interchangeable let's go aladdin aladdin got some some classic slaps number two will go beauty and the beast and again these are interchangeable classic slaps uh this reminds me of another meme I saw. I got it saved on my phone. It's Belle talking to her father. And she goes, mm-hmm. she goes, Dad, do you think I'm odd? Dad was like, no, why would you say that? And Belle was like, well, because the whole city just sang a song about it. And the dad goes, yeah, I did see them practicing that. <laughs> uh, number one, no. Underrated Disney film. The best Disney film, the blackest Disney film, the best, most beautifulest Disney princess ever. I don't care if she was technically a dog. We're going with a goofy movie. Are you familiar? About that one. Are you familiar with the genius power line? I don't know. I mean, I'm not familiar with it, but I do remember the goofy, goofy movie. Go YouTube eye to eye. Oh, mm. classic, classic. 
voiced by the legendary Tevin Campbell. It's Classic. Awesome. I see what it does. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Succinct. Succinct. I guess I'll have to see that one. <laughs> guess I'll have to give that a look. Uh, Big Ren, you can handle this one, man. I ain't really messed with the foosball uh, in, in a while like that. Who is the worst team in the NFL, and why is it the Jets? They're right. Is it the Jets? <laughs> okay. No, I, th- I think it's honestly like, uh, um, I think it's Detroit Lions, honestly. They beat the Bears once this year. Mm, okay. I think that was it. Yeah. Why would you say it's Detroit? Just because they suck. And it might be the Bears. <laughs> well, hell, you know what? That takes to our next question. Let's tie it together. Uh, why have the Bears found sustained – and this is a bit of a long question. Why have the Bears found sustained success at every position in their history except at quarterback? We even had success with the long snapper. The long snapper is listed as one of the greatest uh, – 100 greatest Bears players of all time, the long snapper. So why have the Bears found success at every position except the quarterback, Ren, as our Bears aficionado? Coaching, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's just it. Just not great at Honestly, that position. And like I'm not. What's what's that? They're just not great at coaching the position. No, yeah, I don't. I mean, and like and like I don't watch. Like I'm not a diehard football fan, mm-hmm. you know. But it seems like the past couple seasons where I've watched the Bears, it's like what, what's going on here? Like the defense is fire, <laughs> but the offense and just some of the plays they call, it's like what what, what the fuck are y'all doing out not there? Like, how do you still have your job? <laughs> and now again, I, I mess with the foosball at all. Would you attribute any of this to the offensive line, them having to protect the quarterback, or is it just the quarterback is just inefficient? Number two, yeah. Do you think because this was a uh, this was a thought I had a few years back? Um, the Bears had signed what's his name Jones. Um, I. I don't know his name, but it was just some dude I hadn't heard of. Um, would Colin Kaepernick have fit with that squad? Um, this was when you know Kaepernick was first getting blackballed. I mean, he'll never be in the NFL again. But uh, do you think he would have fit in that squad? Do you think he would have been a good, good fit? I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I mean, I don't you don't really, you don't really watch anybody else, and you barely watch the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, I'll watch the Bears, and that's it. I mean, if a game's on, I'll watch it like on a Sunday. Yeah, but like I don't watch, I don't watch Monday Night Football. I don't watch Thursday night. Mm. You know, you don't have too much actual emotional connection. Not too, too much. Okay, word, 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 word. Um, yeah, my thought was, I mean, listen, at that point in time, he's not the thirty-third worst quarterback, <laughs> and they sign, <laughs> you know, what's his name, McGillicuddy. Um, but yeah, word. Good question. Good question. Moving forward, Championship Chuck asks: Does LeBron beating Miami solidify bringing him closer to goat status, or is Michael Jordan not catchable at this point? I'm leaving that one up to you because I don't really watch the basketball. basketball. Um, LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. And the difference lies in best is a matter of talent. LeBron James can do more things. 
and he does these things very, very well. And we underestimate the fact, listen, this is LeBron James's 18th season. Eight. I don't know. It's been that long. Exactly. I walked into sophomore year of high school with a LeBron James rookie jersey. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't play nearly that long, did he? No, he didn't. Mike played from 84 to 90. Well, here's the thing. He played from 84 to 93 and then retired for a season and a half. Played from 95-ish to 98, so three and a half seasons. And then he played two forgettable seasons in Washington and didn't really produce like that. So you take them first, nine, ten seasons, another three and a half. In total, he played about 15, 14, 15 seasons total. Like Stone Cold. Bruh. (laughs) Got a lot done in a short amount of time. Against, to me, not as great players. To me. As we are pass as LeBron's played against. Right. He also had the greatest number two man ever, Scottie Pippen. He didn't win none without Scottie. And Scottie was getting it in the, that, that those two seasons without Mike. Not that he would have won because he didn't win. Not that he would have won without Mike. But Scottie wasn't no scrub. He was leading them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. LeBron James has never had, for one, he's never had a Hall of Fame coach like a Phil Jackson, and he's never had a sustained sidekick like that. Meaning he won with Dwayne Wade. Yes, yes, great player Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. He won with Kyrie Irving. He won with Anthony Davis. He got to the finals. His first finals, he got to the finals with Danielle Marshall braids and Eric Snow. I don't even sound like a real name. Zadrunas Ilgauskas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just making this up. Bruh, off the top <laughs> of the dome, right? <laughs> we also sleep on the fact that, yo, before, the only, <laughs> 18 seasons in, and season 16 was his first, like, major injury. 16 seasons of basketball. That's That's regular season ball. Playoff ball, Olympics. That's a lot of ball to be 16 years in and have your first injury. Uh, before that, he went to the finals. Was it eight straight times? It was either eight or nine straight times. That's different teams, different coaches. However, we talked about this before often. The 90s was, is, is people love the 90s. Do, man. People love the 90s. Again, it was the perfect combination of technology and people's lack of give a fuck clashing together. Almost to an extent, a certain apex of creativity. People won't let the 90s go. However, listen, if you ask, ask a 15 year old who the best player of all time is. He'll probably say LeBron. And if not LeBron, he'll say Kobe, right? This shit is age relative. Yeah. People are people our generation objectively or can't objectively say that LeBron is a better player than Michael Jordan because it disrespects their childhood. It makes them feel old. 
things are better when you're when you're young and impressionable. You know what I mean? Just a phase. It's just, yeah, it's just a phase. <laughs> Only they graduated college and doubled down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, because I mean, we we got to break down the numbers of it too, right? I was born in '88. Mike started hooping. Mike's Mike was drafted in '84. Mike won his first championship in '91, right before I turned three years old. Won his third championship in '93, right between right before I turned five years old. I don't know shit about the game. I don't remember the game? I can't analyze the game. My first true, true memories of basketball is Penny, Penny Hardaway, and the Orlando Magic. And of course, I, I love. I think that's everybody's from anybody that was born in the same around the same years we were. Everybody right. had the fucking Magic jerseys, Bruh, Right. And so Mike came back, and yeah, you know we Illinois boys, we love the name Michael Jordan. We cheered for Mike. You know what I'm saying? He won those three rings. I was ten years old. And then he retired again. So, like, people our age didn't really see Michael Jordan play. No. They didn't really see him play. And you can they pull up. Said, they, might, they might talk like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, then some of them might have actually watched him play. But I think some of them just say it just to say it. I'll take the Michael Jordan is the greatest conversation much more seriously from somebody 10 years older than me. Oh, yeah. Because anybody can pull up YouTube clips and be like, this, 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 this. Listen, we saw Kobe. We saw yeah. LeBron. Most of most of what we know of Michael Jordan is from technology that wasn't developed enough to tell everything. Um, retold stories. We all saw The Last Dance. It was entertaining, but it was one-sided. Um, it, a YouTube clip can tell you whatever you, wanna, whatever you want it to tell you. So I love Mike. I, I I love Mike, but it's one of those J. Cole things. <laughs> His fans are getting on my fucking nerves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, to answer the question, though, it brings him that much closer. Again, he's the best uh, in my eyes, LeBron is. Greatness, to me, is determined by talent plus legacy. And so, of course, one more ring will help, but also... LeBron's legacy is gonna be much bigger than basketball, so greatness is is defined. It's it's the definition is a little different because his greatness is gonna be bigger than what he did on the court. He's gonna use his talent on the court to do much greater things than Mike did. Um, so if you factor that in, LeBron might already be the greatest. Um, but as far as on his court goes, man, like like I said, LeBron's already the best player ever to me. But one more ring won't hurt. Won't hurt. Won't hurt. His career can vote. His career can vote. Yeah. <laughs> How you deny that? So. Yeah, and like and like I said, I didn't know he's been playing for that long. I mean, I don't, by. I don't really watch the sport, but breezed on by. You yeah. Know? Like think of what you were doing in two thousand three. Right. Nope. Not even touching that one. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I couldn't even drive when he started his career. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to be more objective about it. 
Um, great question. Great question. I'm not going. I'm not going to talk about it in the barbershop though. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just keep my mouth closed and get lined up. Um, Sabo asked a really fun question. What was your favorite episode of Dark Side of the Ring? See, I had. I was thinking about this today, and the first I picked Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Just because, like, that was so fucking wild. Yeah. What, what's up? Let me, and sorry to cut you off, just to get uh, listeners more familiar. If you're not familiar with Dark Side of the Ring, Dark Side of the Ring is a series on Vice. I believe they've done two seasons. They're working on the third, right? They've done two seasons. They're working on the third. Basically, it tells true life stories about certain wrestlers or certain events in wrestling. Um, and they're fucking fascinating because they're basically centered around real life hard to believe tragedies um and they are compelling 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 the truth is stranger than fiction uh but go ahead my man and don't quote me on this one either but I, i'm pretty sure i read somewhere else that they're going they're working on another spinoff of dark side of the ring but it's going to be all sports yeah yep i seen that too you seen that yeah okay. i'm looking forward to that shit too that's gonna be good but uh uh yeah, I was my first pick was gonna be Bruiser Brody just because like that was that was pretty crazy shit. I mean mm. that guy was he was scary as hell in the ring, you know, fucking swinging that fucking big ass chain around. I mean, yeah. running through the crowd, you know, chasing those little those little Asian people around, you know, over there in <laughs> Japan and China. Yeah, <laughs> and like and fucking he got killed backstage, you know, fucking he got he got stabbed, stabbed up in a shower. And, nobody, and, and like there's people that witnessed it and they. And nobody wanted to talk about it. Bruh. Bruh. The only person I wanted to help was Tony Atlas. Yep. Mexico, during that time, especially in that business, the business of wrestling. Listen, it was was real, okay? It was real. And it was realer across borderlines. It was... What what was it? What was it like? Ten years ago, Rey Mysterio accidentally killed a guy in the ring. I actually don't even they, think it was ten years ago. They, they, well, it was the end of the match. It was like right at the end. Yeah, but they let him finish. Yeah, like but the dude was fucking dead. Yeah, you know, literally killed him in the ring. Um, but, yeah, uh, that was that was my honorable mention. My fucking favorite was honestly probably uh, New Jack. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> young New Jack. <laughs> I there were there were New Jack stories I knew, and some I didn't know. <laughs> but to hear New Jack tell the stories, my man beat up an elderly man, dude. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's like it, like it's New Jack. It's like, New Jack, like, and like them going to like all those like Southern State venues. And ripping the promos they hit, oh my god! During the height of OJ Simpson, <laughs> we will kill all the white people. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, mad entertaining, man! A bunch of names that even if you're not a fan, you've maybe heard of. Um, Owen Hart, they told the Owen Hart story. Um, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. I didn't get to see all the Snooker story. I still need to see the Herb Abrams story. Mm, my God. Uh, 
cocaine and Vaseline. It was covered in it. Yeah. Running, like, running from motors. You say what? Like, running from like show promoters that he owed money to. I mean, like on the run, just partying. Like when is it? There's no other time you can just say cocaine and Vaseline in a sentence together. I've never heard it. Not once. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. Um, I don't want to say the same one, even though that's a classic one. And I think it's classic because like he didn't die. Yeah. I think that's like it's wild ass dude. It can it can be laughed at a little more because he didn't die. Um, who, who was the guy that turned into a bounty hunter? Hmm. We're talking about like legit bounty hunter. Like they'd go down to like Mexico and shit like that with guns and fucking. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing. It was, a blank. The, it was on the way to season. I'm gonna have to go check it out because I don't think I saw every episode. Um. I'm going to go with the one, because I think it's an underrated story for a guy who was only but but so well-known in the late 80s and early 90s of the WWF. I'm going to go with the Dino Bravo story. That's a a very good one, too. That's that's a crazy one, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. He got fucking assassinated. Yes. I mean, basically. Yes. I, I, I ain't saying no names, but like people they were talking about in the sound pretty fucking connected hanging with Simone and Pumbaa saying <laughs> fuck man um hitting them cigarette runs yeah and listen y'all maybe it sounds like a spoiler go check it out anyway most of the people die um yeah. most of them die but their stories are so compelling as to how you would think that like people who were Famous, famous people. Dead ass still got regular people problems. And honestly, even worse. Even worse. These aren't regular people problems. No. Um Yeah, that was a really that was a really good question. Really, really good question. Um I think they're all on uh, they're on Hulu now too, so are they? I watched some on YouTube. They're on Hulu now? Yeah, I think so. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, so yeah, check those out, man. You can get your, uh, I hope y'all trust our TV recommendations. Go, go, go check those out. Um, here's another good one. Why do you think anime is more accepted and respected than pro wrestling? So weird. It's true though, isn't it? I mean, like, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't watch anime. I don't either. I've never been an anime fan, but I, th- I, I would venture to say that it is. I mean, like, I feel like the people that I do know that watch anime, like, they watch wrestling too. I, I would say a lot of people that I know who watch anime can't stand wrestling. Really? They not fucking with it. Not fucking with. It. I was never a Dragon Ball Z guy, never, yeah, you, never a Pokemon guy, never a Digimon, Yu Gi Oh. I had some roommates in college, right? Twenty, twenty one, twenty two years old. Not fucking with the WWE, and I'll get to that point in a second. But not fucking with WWE, but would put on just rare. You'd have to know where to get it, anime. From the depths 
of the geishas in Japan. Like, and I ain't gonna front, like, some of this shit would be compelling. Like, would be compelling. But I wasn't well, gonna see, go out and seek it, but. Like, I think the closest I've ever gotten to anime is for some fucking reason they call King of the Hill anime. Which I don't see that shit at all. Not at all. And, like, and Boondocks. Maybe just the way it's. Boondocks. The, the artwork. Boondocks. I'll go with that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. That's, okay. that's the closest thing I've ever gotten to actually sitting down and watching it. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. That's probably my only really my only real vestige into anime was Moondogs. That's a great point. Um, and and and, and I think I know why. There's me. fucking haters. Hate, <laughs> hate, 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 hate. That is funny. I think it's a couple things. I think it's a couple things. Um, for one, I think because. When you think wrestling, you think WWE. WWE is like... WWE is tissue. Or sorry, WWE is Kleenex. WWE is Vaseline. Pro wrestling is tissue, is petroleum jelly. So when you think wrestling, you think WWE. Facts. You know what? Hey, you heard the, the, the latest scandal, right? Not scandal. I should That's too strong of a word. But... Uh, when AEW had to push back the show for a couple hours because it was NBA. Yeah. And so they used the, the NBA lead-in to lead into AEW, which is a great idea to keep that, to carry over that audience. And they led with Chris Jericho. Perfect. Great idea. Recognizable name, right? Well, Chris Jericho's a little older. Um, His body hasn't isn't as uh as 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 aesthetically pleasing as it was at the beginning of 2020. And so NBA Twitter was going in, going in not only on Chris Jericho, not only on Chris Jericho her being old and not as aesthetically pleasing, we'll put it that way, but also they were going in on AEW being we're like oh what the fuck is AEW? What is what's this WWE light? You know what I'm saying? So when they think of the art form, they immediately go to WWE. Now, as guys who do this podcast, as guys who have been fans, as guys who have been very, very critical of this product for years, WWE isn't something... If you want to get your homie into it or show them some kind of interesting, some, some something interesting, there's not a lot of WWE you can show them because it's so glossy. It's so overproduced. There's more of a grit and realism in AWROH New Japan. So I think that's one thing. When they think of wrestling, they think of WWE. They think of overproduced what it is now. Camera cuts at every every second. The other reason, though, to me, is because it's live action. And you think that's why they hate on it? Yep. Be- Fuck. Because anime, of course, is animated. And so... Those story aspects, for some reason in people's brains, just seems a little more plausible. Whereas with wrestling, if you look at it on the surface, it's adults in costumes, quote unquote, play fighting, right? 
they don't think of not only the stories being told on the microphones, but the stories literally being told in the matches themselves. They don't think of that. They think adults, live action adults, play fighting. This isn't quote unquote real. Never mind the fact that like people are hurting themselves. You can't fake fall six feet. Like you can't fake that. It's choreographed. It's not fake. Motherfuckers jumping up to space. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> and so I think it's more plausible in people's minds. The 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 disbelief is a little easier. The suspension of belief is a little easier for people to do because it's an animated form of entertainment versus live action role playing. So, so they like it more because they know it's not real. They like it more because yeah, it's cartoon characters. Yeah. Fucking haters. Hate, hate, hate. Um, but yeah, that's a that was a great, great question. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's at the heart of it. That's that's really what it is. One has one has real life aspects doing choreographed whatevery, and then whatever. I I can't remember the guy's name, but I remember the bounty hunter now from Dark Side of the Ring. Yes, yeah. he slapped the fuck out of the uh, NBC reporter. Back oh, uh, David Schultz. Yes, David Schultz. Yeah, you go tell him. Go, go talk to David Schultz about professional wrestling. I'll tell you what the fuck's up. <laughs> My man asked <laughs> a reporter asked David Schultz if it was real, and he slapped that man across the face and said, "You feel that, right? Is that real?" He got up, dude. He got up and slapped him again. <laughs> Bruh, yes. I remember Vader. Uh, in like ninety six, ninety seven, like they put him in jail because he <laughs> he roughed up a reporter in Kuwait. Um, Hulk Hogan on uh, the Richard Belzer show in like eighty five, he choked he, that fucker out. He put him in a front face headlock, choked him out. Didn't know he was knocked out. Oh, dropped him <laughs> and said. <laughs> His head hit that shit, yeah. So, yeah, it's not. It's 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 words mean things. It's yeah. not. It's not fake. It's scripted. But you can't fake like a steel chair to the back. No, can't fake that. No, um, can't, can't fake getting thrown off a thirty foot structure that that doesn't care how how you feel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you tell New Jack that you can't feel your legs, <laughs> you don't want to tell New Jack that. He'll throw you off a fucking fifty foot tall scaffolding and tell you you won't need you. your legs anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, pushing forward, man. Big Ren. We say this often. This is a great question to explain what you mean when you say everything is wrestling. I mean that's. That's just what it is, you know. And I mean, like the every like the shit they do on TV. I mean, on wrestling, it's like it's it's it, it doesn't just come out of nowhere, you know. Wrestling is uh, the most accurate depiction of real life. Yeah, we all. Um, we all walk into rooms and we have our characters, our personas, who we present ourselves to be to people um, as we go and fight for our quote-unquote championships, whether it's money, whether it's love, whether it's status. 
we present ourselves as certain people and we go out into the ring, quote unquote, life and go get our championships. Um, and throughout this life, especially with your favorite social mediums, people can't wait to tell you how fake you are as a person. So you get back behind the curtain and you show yourself who you really are. The question is basically, yeah, how much of it is real and how much of it is fake? That's the gist of it. The the yep. in-depth analysis of it, right? On the surface, though, Donald Trump got elected off of promos. Yeah, he got he got fucking he had a stunner back. What was it like WrestleMania twenty three or something? Twenty three. Yeah. yeah, but he got he got elected off of wrestling stylistics. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Floyd Money Mayweather, like he was pretty boy Floyd. He was a regular ass guy. When he adopted the money character, that's a wrestling character. And he became who he became. Because the match, that's a... Gr- the matches themselves only mean so much. But the characters, the people... Mean everything. Mean everything. Drive the interest. Uh, Conor McGregor. Um, yeah. The MAGA guy in UFC, whatever his name is. Like, it is literally everywhere. And they're all principles of pro wrestling genre. So, whenever you... <laughs> literally everywhere. It's literally everywhere. In in the principalities of everything and in, you know, the surface surface expression. Uh, so that is what we mean <laughs> when we say everything is wrestling. We literally mean every- the fucking election. This election. Wrestling. wrestling. Um, the Gucci Mane versus Jeezy versus. Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> all, all of it. All of it. There are, there are real aspects. But you also wonder, okay, how much of this, how much of this was fake? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um Big Ren, do you secretly love saying DMD along with the TV when Dr. Britt Baker DMD is announced? I've actually never even said that shit. Never in my life. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not the only one that does say that whoever asks this question. No, I'm sure I'm sure there's a contingent. Okay. I'm sure there's a contingent. No, I've, I've never said it. Um what I look forward to most right now in ring announcers, you guess? Uh, shit, drawing a blank. North Carolina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my shit now. I'm trying to figure out how Justin Roberts is going to work in North Carolina into the Kenny Omega entrance. That's my shit now. Yeah. I love it, uh, but no, actually, I've never said, I've never said the DMD aspect. I don't, I don't think I called her like doctor either. Dead ass, I, I really only call her Britt Baker. I'm being mad, disrespectful, yeah. accidentally. And like, yeah, and like, I'm, not, I'm not even thinking about it, you know. But yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever called her doctor Britt Baker no. either. No, I have not. Um, Ren, this is a good one, and I'm still not sure I want to answer this. 
who are the most underutilized talents in wrestling right now? Uh, AEW and WWE, or sure. just whoever comes to mind. Alistair Black, for one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Wow, you swinging? Yeah. Pause. Big pause. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and like from AEW, like actually, I can't even call it for AEW. Because the way they have their show set up, like you might not see somebody for a couple weeks. But they structure their not... stories really well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and structure their talent really well. I think to a small extent, maybe Scorpio Sky. Yeah, I, I can fuck with that. Yeah. Um, who else? They structure the talent really well. Um, Andrade. Yeah, but he just came back. Did he? Yeah, well, no. Yeah, uh, didn't he? <laughs> I? No, 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 no. Angel Garza just came back. Okay. Look okay, at you. Gotcha. Look at you. Chinga. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> Must sip this Dos Equis for La Raza. Pinch it, boy. <laughs> you saw me take a sip. Um... <laughs> Damn, that's funny. Um, I feel like a lot of these, the answers to this question would more, would mainly lie on the WWE side. Um, mm. like I feel like anybody that they brought over from NXT, honestly. Yeah, I'll give and I'll, you know I, we 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 keep shitting on them for that. I'll give them a little the Benny. I'll give them the Benny. Um, Bianca Belair is doing well. Street Profits are doing well. Um. Who else is doing well? It doesn't translate well, but yeah. Um, I feel like they could do more with Apollo Crews. He had a quick little run as U.S. champ. Um, and uh, that you know kind of ended his tenure on TV. Um, bung, bung, bung. Big E. I, he couldn't. You can't put him in that, though. Big E has no, no, been, no, no, yeah. No. Um, Cesaro. Yeah, fuck yeah, Cesaro, um, Shinsuke. and Shinsuke. On top of that, like, yeah, they were tag champs. It didn't feel it didn't feel like it meant anything, though. No, it didn't feel like it meant anything. I feel like Cesaro could be doing so much more. Um, that's a big one. That's probably the biggest one, pound for pound. Uh, I'm not really liking what they're doing with Peyton Royce. Um, no. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Uh, we'll push forward though. Um, is Bobby Lashley the big man, my man? <laughs> is Lashley finally being booked the way he's supposed to in WWE? I don't. I think he's being booked better than he has been in the past. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah. Mm. He's got he's gotten a lot of TV time. Yeah, in the past six months. Yeah. Which is good. Um, he's fucking. He's had the U.S. title for at least a couple months now. Right. So and and like and honestly, like I wish we had more factions because I feel like whenever I feel like back in the '90s when there was more factions, it was more. It more was stories just, you could tell. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah, I think. I think he is. I will say. Yes, 
in this run with WWE because he's had two runs. I mean, his last run. I mean, we mentioned Donald Trump getting taking a stunner in WrestleMania twenty three. He was in that match. Yeah, representing Donald Trump. Yeah, because Trump, Trump was there, right? But I mean, he was ECW champion back in the day. He was on a super high profile match at WrestleMania. His last match during that run um, was a, a a match against John Cena for the WWE Championship. So I mean, they've always seen something in him. Uh, but with this run, absolutely. Because uh, you mentioned he's getting more TV time now. But the thing is, he's been getting TV time for the whole year. But you remember how he started the year. Uh, yeah, nobody remembers. But I do. He, he was the D1 athlete in college. And Lana was like, nah, I got to get out of this. I'm in real life now. She had a phase. And she had a, Lana had a quick phase. Um, and they dropped that storyline so quick, which was so smart. It, was a, it got. I had like girls who I know who aren't wrestling fans texting me like, "Yo, what is this?" I'm like, "Damn!" And they loved bad. it. They loved it though. You said what? You know it's bad then. Yo, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how you know it's awful. And it was. It yeah, was. It was trash. It was awful. So I mean, yeah, I mean he's he's back in a dominant position, um, part of the best thing going on Raw right now. He had a shot at the WWE Championship. I mean, he didn't win it, but having a shot and being looked at as a serious contender and not just some comedy act. Um, yeah, he's yeah he's he's doing great. Do you see Lashley ever being WWE champion? No. I'm kind of leaning toward no as well, but I mean, like I'm, not, like, I'm not gonna put him in the same boat as Ryback. Right. What's up with your boy then, Ryback, man? Dude, he's just. What's up with your boy? He's got, he's got a hard on for Vince, man. He he hates that motherfucker. How do you say shit like that? I know. I mean, just because just I mean, because people are gonna write that headline and they're gonna check it out. And I get it. that he's mad about the whole lawsuit, but like. We've got some RIPs to address at the end of the show. You just don't play with life like that. You don't play with life like that. I mean, it's one thing if, like, they tried to play yours. But intellectual property is kind of something different. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I never liked that guy. That was your boy. But, uh. me more. Yeah. 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 Uh, push it forward, man. Say a person stopped watching since the Royal Rumble. What great matches have they missed out on? Um, from this past pay per view, fucking about three of them on that bitch. Reigns and I mean Reigns and Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Um, any of the pay per views from AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh. FTR and Young Bucks. Facts. Um, hmm. I think the difference between, and because that's what we do, we talk about the difference between the two organizations. Uh, we talked last week that WWE is actually, like, all of their pay-per-views have been very decent. Very, very decent at worst. Nothing's sticking out to me, though. Nothing sticks out. Uh, that's why I just said Kevin Owens and... And Roman Reigns. 
Uh, yeah. I just think a little hard about it, man. Street Profits and New Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Survivor Series was really good. So Street Profits, low key. They've been getting it in. Oh yeah. They they've really been getting it in in the ring. Um, anything for Roman Reigns. Um, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Sasha Banks and Bailey in the cell. Um, uh, Reigns and Uso in the cell. Reigns and Uso in the cell. Yep. Uh, Reigns and Uso at, at Clash of Champions. Um, the uh, triple threat ladder match. AJ Styles, Sami Zayn. Um, who was the third? Damn. Jeff Hardy. Damn. I blanked for a second. Um, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, which was on TV uh, for the vacant Intercontinental Championship at the time. Um, yeah, twenty twenty has been a big blur. You know how they they voted, um, you know Taker and Styles as like match of the year. Really for, for the Slammies? Yeah, yeah. See, they shouldn't be able to do cinematic matches. They shouldn't cinematic matches should not be in the fucking awards. And I think they a lot of I think they did it because it was the Undertaker's last match. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I feel like even him, even Taker, have been like, no, I don't put that shit in there. Yeah, what's he gonna do? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, but I say that to say that while I really liked that, I kind of preferred the the Firefly Funhouse match as far as overall entertainment from that mania. Yeah, I, I agree. The cerebral aspect of it, I really liked. Um, there's not too much Bray Wyatt stuff that's been enjoyable this year. No. Um, I'm wondering what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, those are just a few options there. I kept it WWE only because they said the Rumble, but um, I mean AEW. I, I actually wrote out a list of of like nine, ten matches for for my cuz to check out, uh, both from pay per views and from um, uh, TV TV matches themselves. So. They've got, I mean, yeah, you can go and check any any given week. They got something great going on. Um, pushing forward, man. Your favorite wrestlers from the 80s, the 90s, the O's, and the 2010s. Ooh. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Um, 80s. We'll go with Macho Man. My guy. Um, 90s. I think you guys already know. I'm picking for that one. Stone Cold. Yeah. Smash that glass. Um, 2000s. We're going to go with John Cena. Okay. What and was it about Cena? 20- that might be because that might be controversial to some. Why is that? Because I think a lot of the audience, I mean, they booed him for years, partially because it was just cool to boo him. But I, I too. Th- see. <laughs> Um, now I think people respect him more because we can't have him on a weekly basis and we just take shit for granted like that. Um, but a lot of people are like, oh, he can't wrestle. He's man, he's man, 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 man. He's he's this and that third. But I mean, I was never. I mean, and I hate to keep being that guy. I never hated John Cena. I never hated Roman Reigns. Yeah, I feel like I feel corny for that, but it's the truth. But I mean, you know, I feel like a lot of people might just take it controversial. I was just wonder. No, I mean, like, honestly, there's no reason, but I mean, yeah. like, he, he had good matches, and they were always, they were always big matches. Yeah, boy, wasn't no slight. They call him Big Match John for a reason, pause, if need be. Yeah. And then 2020s, fuck, dog. Uh, 2010s. 2010s, okay. Um, Kevin Owens. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Um, who do I like? From the 80s, I'm gonna go with Macho Man too. Um, I can't support Florida Man. I can respect, uh, you know, what he's done, but I can't put him on that pedestal. Um, See, I, I almost did just to be spicy. I was like, no, nah, fuck all that. I can't, I can't go. It's your, it's your recipe. You know what I'm saying? It's your recipe. Um, the 90s, Shawn Michaels, um, easily. Um, which, you know, was kind of kind of hard because, I mean, his career stretched from the 90s to the O's. So, I think I'm cheating, but, like, I think I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels <laughs> in the O's as well. It works. Because he was two different guys. Like, in the 90s, it was straight athleticism. I mean, smart athleticism, bumping around. He was doing it all. In the 2000s, there was the athleticism, but clearly he had slowed down, but he was so much smarter as a wrestler. So he told better stories um, via the selling, just via the psychology. Like his feud with Chris Jericho in 08, legendary. Oh, yeah. Um, him being the last guy on Steve Austin's team at Survivor Series 03, legendary. Um, so I'll go with Sean in the in the 90s and the O's. I'm a cheat. In the 2010s? Mmm. I don't know. I feel like CM Punk didn't last long enough, pause. I feel like I think, you know what? Let me go with Maybe just because I'm old and so nobody just stuck with me like that. I kind of see it differently. I'm probably going to stop recording and be like, oh, this was the guy. Shit. <laughs> um, For now, you know, I really like Finn Balor's work starting from N- NXT to the main roster, even though he kind of fell off there and then came back to NXT. Um, I was, yeah, when he when he finally he, he touched down, uh, when the demon meant something. Um, I don't know what it was. I like his aesthetic. I like his aesthetic. That just reminds me. That word aesthetic reminds me of some things I didn't talk about with the uh, white girls, black men question. But we'll we'll save it for another time. <laughs> aesthetic is huge, y'all. Um, pushing forward, man. We're almost there. Um, the sexy panther asks, "Who do you believe is the best hoss?" Hoss, H-O-S-S, Hoss, for those not to know, is a big man. We can go right now and all time. Um, I'm going to go with Undertaker. Shit. Hard to beat that. <laughs> Hard to beat that. That's, I mean, just a big old Mark Calloway, yep. you know? Big Mark. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, other big guys. Mm. Like, fuck, dude, I watched Raw this past week. Keith Lee had a match. Dude, yeah. he kind of looked pretty, kind of looked sloppy. Did he? Yeah. He's been spending all that time on the PC. What? I thought he was getting better. Yeah, no shit, right? Mm. Who's, like, who's other big guys? I mean, we got, we got Otis out there. I, um, uh, you know, it... All time, all time, 
Undertaker is a great one. I'm not sure how that didn't come to mind. Um, I'm going with Vader. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I think Vader was underrated. He could move, and he was fucking huge, and he was scary. Scary as shit. Yeah. Um, but now in 2020, like everybody is so athletic. And I think the term Haas has kind of like changed definitions. I mean, is Keith Lee a Haas? Uh, is Roman Reigns a Haas? That's is Roman Reigns because if he is, he might be the guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's a he is. He's definitely a dude. You know what I'm saying. Braun Strowman. Uh, yeah. Bray Wyatt isn't like cut, but he's a big guy. I think we underestimate how big Bray Wyatt is. Um, yeah, he's, he's a thick boy. Big old thick boy. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're definitely going to talk more about this man in a little bit, but Brody Lee, yeah. Luke Harper. That, listen, the boy could work. Yeah. He, he could, could fucking move. He could fucking move. Is he a hoss? Um, and I think some would say, yeah. So I think the definition of Haas has just kind of changed because you don't see the you don't see the 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 Vaders, the Bam Bam Bigelows, the Yokozunas anymore, the Rikishis anymore. Everybody kind of takes care of their body a little differently. Like I can't think like Otis is like the the widest guy I can think of, but he's like five eleven, six feet. Yeah, you got you got Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, who's not interesting. Yeah, yeah, Killian Dane, who's not interesting. A little more than Bronson, but what's his name makes him Drake Maverick makes him more interesting than he is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big time. And Drake ain't a hoss. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boy's know. a hiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hiss too, listeners. I'm not a big guy, so shut up. I don't yeah, know though. I'm gonna go take. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Vader just to you know give the listener something else to check out for. But currently, ugh, if he counts, I'm going with Roman Reigns. Yeah, body types have changed and, too much. He's a big guy, but athleticism is key now. I mean, like if it had to be like specifically right. for like stature, I just got a I guy. Go, go ahead. I would go with Brody Lee. We forgot a big, big name. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. What do you think? Like, yeah, but like he's not like a full time dude. I think that's why we forgot him. You know, and like, and not saying that he can't be like the biggest one, but like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't mean as much because he's not a full time dude. Because he's there not full time. I feel you. I feel you. I was thinking about the drama he brings to his matches. There's a certain different drama in his matches. Oh, yeah. Um, the unpredictability of it. To where the matches seem a lot better, even though I mean he, I mean he does two moves: the suplex, well three moves: the suplex, f five, and like a ground and pound punches, the hammer That's fist, it. right? But I guess his usage of yeah, them, he did it well. He well, he shot his he shot his star. Yeah, shot <laughs> star shot him. Uh, we completely left Big Show off the list. Maybe there's a reason for it. You and I both know he cries. All in the car. car. All in the car. Yeah, you can't really, you can't really put him on your top five. 
Yeah. It like I mean like it seems like every time he had a title reign, it was always super short lived. Yeah. And like and everybody knows how to take out the big show to take his fucking knees out. Yeah. And he's done. You know, too, that's the thing with like big men in wrestling. You and giving them championships, you gotta be very careful with that because you can't really have a big man baby face as your champion. Doesn't work. It's hard to draw sympathy for. Which is basically what being a babyface is about, is getting people to feel for you. It's hard to feel for a big man babyface, unless you have like a big man heel, or just a really, really good little man heel. But that ends up getting them cheered, a la Shawn Michaels and Diesel. For being what good. About the, what about the big red monster? I've never been a huge Kane guy. Honestly, like Kevin Nash. I like Kevin Nash more in WCW. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about this Kane thing. I'm trying to think of when Kane was most interesting. He was most interesting when he started. He scared the shit out of me when he started. Yeah. Um, he scared the shit out of me. Um, but then it was like, okay, they unmasked him, and it was weird. And then he, you know, Katie what Vick. The- yeah, the whole Katie Vick thing. He was slightly interesting once they were just like, fuck it, he's Corporate Kane and he's like the Red Demon Kane. So when he was able to switch between the two personas, that was somewhat interesting during the Authority era. Um, But yeah, I've never been like a big Kane guy like that. So, Not neither have I. Yeah. Um, we're down to our last two questions, y'all. Last two questions. It's been a really fun episode. Um. WWE match and superstar of the year, AEW match and superstar of the year. Let's start with WWE first. Who's your your match and superstar of the year? Well, I'm gonna go with superstar of the year first. Okay, that's Roman Reigns. Okay, why do you say? I mean, fucking came back from leukemia. Came back out of nowhere. Yeah, fucking came in, fucking shutting shit down. Facts. And I mean. Fuck everybody. I'm Tribal Chief. Give me that shit. No doubt. But match of the year, that's so tough. Um, Yeah, it is. It's so fucking tough. Trying to think of something that made me go like, fuck. Seriously? I go, shit. And, you know, I had an immediate go-to, even though there were probably better matches. But again, I think the overproduction takes away from some of the storytelling in the matches. Um, And there's just something that's just not as memorable about everything. Maybe because there's so much of it. Um, My match of the year, just because of the storytelling aspect and because I really like felt emotions, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Um, I'll go with the Clash of the Champions match because there were there were less gimmicks. It was it was it was more straight up. Um, and you know Jimmy coming down, man. It's what you, come on, Oos, you tripping? It's what you wanted, Oos. We blood. Um, I'll, I'll go with the Hell in the Cell one then. Okay. Just because like it had everything. Yeah. And like I mean, if we're doing match of the year, you know, or whatever, like. Like, it's got to have a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. I'm with that. I'm with that. 
My superstar of the year, I would give it to Roman Reigns if he was there the whole year. His comeback, his return, has been so, so good that I can't fault you for choosing him. Uh, I'm going to go with somebody who's been there the whole year. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. Okay. Um, I would say Drew McIntyre is a superstar of the year. I mean, he won the Royal Rumble. He uh, defeated Brock Lesnar. Uh, has has feuds with Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, uh, Randy Orton. Currently embroiled in a in a in a in a love triangle with Keith Lee and Sheamus. Uh, had AJ Styles match. A little bit of the the Miz had a great match with Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, consistently. I'm gonna go with uh, with Drew McIntyre as WWE Superstar of the Year. Superstar of the Year in WWE was a lot easier for me than AEW, but AEW Match of the Year was a lot easier for me than WWE. If that makes sense. I want you started then. Well, as of right now, I'm still not sure who. You know what? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I gotta go with John Moxley. Yeah, it yeah, is. It clicked all of a sudden. Got to go with John Moxley. That's what I'm going with, also. Yeah, um, champion for most of the year. Um, his main event style matches were just just different than to me. It was it was never the met, the best match on the card. No, but when he was on when he was main eventing, it was a fight. It was a different style of match than you were gonna see on the rest of the card. And he was a champion for ten months, um, and through the pandemic, the pandemic yeah. era, um, and still managed to really do some interesting things. Man, the Eddie Kingston feud was really good. Um, I'd say that was a highlight. His match with Kenny was pretty decent. Um, his you know side feuds with Lance Archer, Brody Lee, uh, Darby Allen. His respect matches with Darby Allen. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a roll with I'm a roll with with John Moxley. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I don't like did the match of the year though for AEW is tough because I mean I think both of, I've got two and they're both tag matches. <laughs> I think we've I my I think we agree because my match of the year is a tag team match. It's it's either it's either FTR and Young Bucks or. Omega and Hangman and Young Bucks. Young Bucks, yes. Yep. Yeah. I that, think it's actually the same. Yeah. That's, uh, I can't. You don't get that, dude. Dude, you don't. You don't. Um, the story of the, uh, wrestling is made by stories, right? Yeah. So the in-ring product was great, but knowing everything that got us there, Hangman's personal hang-ups, as a man, his issues with the Bucks, but still being a friend to Kenny Omega's bitch ass. Listen, y'all heard it here first. Y'all know who the first person was that called Kenny Omega a bitch before he started truly being a bitch to the world overtly. Uh, it was me. Um, it also tied into the match. It, uh, it was a New Japan tag team match. Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Versus the Young Bucks. Um, those two matches are like sequels. If you haven't seen the first one, go watch that match, and then go watch this match. They're sequels. 
they they are they are sequels to each other. Um, can't speak highly enough about it. Yeah, that's that's my match of the year. It, it, it didn't even have to think about it. Yeah, like I said I knew it was gonna be a tag team match because mm. man, they, they they definitely know how to fucking put on a good tag team match in AEW. Yeah, everybody gets a piece of the pie when those fights are going on. Yeah, yeah. You know? And sometimes I sometimes I get a bit tired of the books just because their stuff seems just extremely choreographed. I feel you. But then you but then you put them in there against guys like FTR and Hangman and Omega, and then like you really get to see it fucking. Yeah. See what the fuck's going on. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I couldn't put the FTR match there because well, two reasons. For one, I don't think the match was as good just as a match. Yeah. Um, and also, not that the build was shoddy. It wasn't shoddy. It just seemed a little more. It didn't have the same emotion behind it to me as far as the story same going into it. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. It was based more on who the better team was, which you can definitely build an emotional story around that. But the emotions of friends and trying to be better than one another and one guy trying to prove that he is the man while his partner isn't exactly having his back, you can't you can't beat that story. Um, and especially like I mentioned before, it tying into the, you know the the previous tag match with Cody Ibushi. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I can't beat it. Can't beat it. Well, man, just about two hours in, man, we did it, dog. That was a good one. This was a really, really fun, fun episode. Uh, we, some great questions, y'all. Definitely, definitely want to thank y'all for reaching out, tapping in with us, man. Um, it's like a fan appreciation episode is really what it is. Um, we get on here and we talk about our lives. We talk about ourselves. Um, and our, you know, observations about this life. And we thank y'all for sticking with us, man. Fan appreciation night. I love it. I love it. Um, a good way to ring in the new year. And here's what we're going to do. As we announced at the top of the show, in a couple weeks before the Royal Rumble show drops, the best of part five is going to be dropping. Uh, here's some of the best of our interesting conversations, man. I'm looking forward to that drop. And that's going to be a great one as well. And then, of course, later on this month, we got the Royal Rumble show. And we digging into the new year, man. We digging into the new year. Head up, chest out. You got any New Year's plans, bro? Um, yeah, actually. Oh, yeah, you're heading up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, well, plans, plans kind of changed. Mm-hmm. But I'm still, I'm still going to do a little bit of traveling. So. Yeah, got you. No doubt. No doubt. Um, well, I was going to have a show, and they Uh-oh. canceled it today. Why'd they cancel? COVID concerns. Okay. So... Now you're now you're hearing this after New Year. You're hearing it on New Year's Day. So, but whatever. But like, it's one thing that like they were arrogant enough to have their wedding on New Year's Eve. But how arrogant you got to be to cancel it a day and a half before? Yeah, that's they. They don't. I mean, they might want to check themselves and see if they actually get fucking married. Bruh. <laughs> I was trying to get super paid, and now I don't got shit to do. So, yeah, man, I'm a little tight. I'm a little tight. It is what it is. It is what it is. But, yo, 
Uh, we want to take this time to we we would definitely have to to I mean address this, talk about this. Um, we've talked about how 2020 has just been the weirdest fucking year ever. We've lost so many people. Not even not just in pop culture, but in pro wrestling. Uh, we just lost Pat Patterson. Recently lost the legendary Danny Hodge. We lost Debo slash Zeus, a pop culture phenomenon. We've lost so many people. Um, over the weekend, news came about that we have lost uh, John Huber, formerly known as Luke Harper to some fans and known to uh, other fans as Brody Lee, uh, passing away from a non-COVID-related lung issue. Um, he'd been off TV since October. His last match was the dog collar match uh, versus Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship? One that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch here pretty pretty soon if I can go find. Um, I don't know what to yeah. say, man. That was that came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. No. It's and, um, yeah. And like it 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 seems like I mean from I mean I know we read the same sites and shit like that you know. But there was an issue, yeah, that they were keeping under wraps, you know, for a while. Yeah, and I think uh, what was it? They said that he was he was uh, exercising, and just lost all complete breath. Yep, and then that's when he went into the uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I didn't I didn't read it, but it was the headline that he had multiple COVID tests while he was in there. All red negative. Yeah, and. Yeah, that's just that's yeah. Fucking... It yeah, it it yeah, it hit us out of nowhere, man. Out of nowhere, still you know can't find the words. I mean, this is you know coming from people who didn't know him personally. People uh people seem to be rocked in a, in a really different way. Um, you know, partially because he was so young, he was only forty one years old, um, and also because like from all accounts, he was just an incredibly great guy to be around yeah um did I've you never heard anything bad like i've never heard anything i've never heard anybody have to say anything bad about that guy no doubt man did uh did you watch the latest uh being the elite i don't want to cry i feel you it it was um it was funny it showed yeah. how funny he was cuz okay. it was all about um basically episodes of of being the elite that he was on and like i was getting ready one day a couple days ago and i just i had it on and i had literally like stopped what i was doing so i could look at my screen because i'm hearing it i'm like yo what is this shit i'm excited to go look it's so it's funny it's it's really funny um and in these moments man you know the laughter is is the laughter is what we need the laughter is what we need. Um, so my recommendation to y'all, off the top of my head, of course, of course go check out the dog collar match with Cody. Um, check out his his uh, fight with with um, John Moxley. Go watch his ladder match with Dolph Ziggler at TLC 2014. Go watch the two out of three falls tag team title match with the Usos. Um, Anything that he's been in has been great. 
That man was yeah. a worker, man. That man was a I worker. See, I wish we got to see him flurry a little bit in WWE. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No doubt, but, man. He went to AEW was, you know, in the midst of really reinvigorating his career. Um, that sucks. It, it it really sucks, man. Uh, rest in peace to John Huber. Love to uh, the people who knew him personally. Love to the people who knew him as an entity of our of our entertainment. Someone who was here to, to entertain us, just doing what he loved. Salute. Um, big Ren, let him know how they can reach you on the social medias, my guy. Will do. You guys can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at a motherfucker, a underscore m a a f h u c k a. Then y'all can also find me on Snapchat at moffed up three sixteen m a a f f h h d u p three one six. Check it out, y'all. No doubt, man. Hit me on Twitter and the instant grams at Juvie Desa. You know. That's J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Check out me and Ren on the show page on Twitter and the Instagrams at The Hard Camera. Who would have thunk it? But above all else, you're listening via a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify. Some are listening on Breaker. Some are listening on Google Podcasts. Some are listening on Anchor. Some might even be listening on Radio Public. Wherever you're listening, though, heartwarming content, heart-building content. Content as us doing what we love for your entertainment. Content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Until next time, we got the Royal Rumble Show coming soon. we got the Best Of Volume 5 coming sooner. I am your guy, Juve, sitting here with my tag team partner, as always, Big Ren, the legendary Until next time, we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Salute.